You are watching and listening to Bishop Brothers, a safe space where real issues being dealt with by real people are brought forth and discussed. Every week, the fire of love is lit as two 21st century bishops share the first century church message. Join and engage in the conversations featuring grassroots interviews, book reviews, and God-inspired commentary. Here are your hosts, Aaron and John, Bishop and Bishop, Chief and Chief. But above all, they are brothers. Welcome aboard. Hey, I'm fantastic. Quarantined. Quarantined and locked down, huh? That's right, that's right. Got a little more room than a submarine, though, right? A little bit, and windows and fresh air, and so it's... Well, I heard, I heard a rumor that you're running now, huh? You're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, run, running is relative. I, right. I mean, right. what I consider running today is definitely not what I considered running a couple years back. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know that, that mean? You, but you're still running for Jesus. That's, what yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> so yep. how it is, still doesn't give us a little updates on, I've seen you said some stats earlier, but give us a little updates sure. on using the... Uh, Want you and want he's a Texan, but he's from Washington State, and he was uh you know some updates on y'all are flattening the curve, or getting close to flattening the curve. Yeah, so I mean it is it is shrinking. Uh, the curve is definitely going down, which is good. Uh, today or as of yesterday, we in a twenty four hour period we only had like two hundred and eighty cases, mm-hmm. um, which is really good for us because at one point we there was one day where we had almost eighteen hundred in a day. So um, the social distancing is working, um, you know, and we're uh, we're pretty strict about it up here, which is okay. Yeah. Um, and it's it's it, it is helping. You can't deny. Um, and our our deaths are are going down too. They're, we're not as having we're not having as many. Unfortunate people are still dying. Um, and even the University of Washington just. Uh, based on our, our social distancing protocols, they redid their uh, simulation of how many people they thought would die and it, it, it got cut almost in half. So, uh, so that's really good. Um, you know, we're doing the best we can up here. You know, everyone's wearing face masks now when you go outside, you, you, you know, wearing a face mask and um, in the military, you know, we're, we're required to wear them when we're at work. So. Right. Uh, and the uh, senior governor shut down the schools, right? He did. So uh, the governor up here decided that um, school's going to be shut down until next year, uh, which was it's kind of hard on the kids, cause, especially my kids, because we're, we're going to be relocating uh, here soon, yeah. or they will be. Um, and so they won't, you know, they won't get to see their friends as much. But uh, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. And I know, uh, you know, people. People are sad that, I mean, you got, I mean, I, I feel for them. You got seniors that, you know, don't get to do their track season and, you know, things like that. Um, and, and I'll be the first one to admit, I don't agree with the governor Inslee on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do, uh, I definitely appreciate how he's handled this. I mean, I'd agree on a lot of things, but he's, I think he's done well um, with the coronavirus. So um, yeah, but we're doing okay. That's good. We are here in Texas. This year in Texas, we haven't been testing much. Uh, you know, we have a real, I sit on the ground, we have a real small percentage of, of people that's, that's been tested, have, well, have not been tested. And, you know, it's all kind of things about that. But the 
kids, you know, um, we're staying at home and, you know, trying to do our part to help society. We live in this world, we're part of this world. And, and by being a part of this world, we have we have responsibility in this in this earth realm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we serve God in spirit and truth, but we're we human beings too. We're flesh and blood. So, you know, tonight is going to be a real a show. We're going to talk about uh, straight out of context is a segment that we do out of context of, of, of people taking things out of context. And what I see a lot out of context is fear. This word fear been going around, you know, walking in fear mm-hmm. of people fearful and things like that. So we're going to look at this from a um, biblical perspective and also a common sense perspective of, of, of dealing with things. Uh, are you fearful about them for things or how do you walk in fear, godly fear? And I'm um, breaking down the context of what the Bible is, what, what the Bible is saying truly about fear and how to operate in that, you know, right. situation. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think it's important to remember that, uh, you know, when we start throwing this word fear around, uh, we, we got to be careful with that. Um, cause I, I think right now we're, we're kind of throwing it around and I, I can only speak for the Christian church because that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but we're using, we're using this word to try to convince people that, you know, if you're not, if you're not willing to go to church, you're not willing to put it all on the line. Um, then you're, you're not really, uh, you're not really a Christian or you're not really uh, doing what God's called you to do. And, and I don't think that's true at all. And, uh, you know, as everybody knows, I'm a huge theology geek. Uh, I enjoy uh, looking at stuff from the Hebrew and Greek perspectives because without those perspectives, right. you get things like this where people use verses that we're gonna we're gonna bring up here and we're gonna break down, um, and they'll use these verses to convince people they need to come to church because because Scripture says that they're they're gonna be okay. Uh, and I think hopefully by the end of this part, what you're gonna see is uh, coronavirus will kill you, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Coronavirus doesn't care about your faith group. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, the realities of that or the consequences of that, or theological ramifications of that, that's all fun. That's all fun and great and great things to talk about. But the reality of the matter is um, this will kill you. And if you don't take it seriously, um, it will kill you. Yes. You know, there's no other way to no other way to nicely say that. So, but since I keep hearing and I keep seeing, uh, especially four, four verses in particular about why people should continue to go to church, even though they've been told not to, even though there are governors who have decided to make church essential, um, I'm going to give a, a, a theologically based argument for why, uh, one, these scriptures are taken straight out of context and, and why it's necessary to understand these scriptures. So, um, you know, if you look at what we got up here. Uh, that that song that song's just been playing in my head all day today. Uh, I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I'm a child of God. Um, and I do believe to understand fear in context, you have to understand the context of the word fear, uh, and 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 what it meant to in the Bible. So if you go to the next slide, um, so uh, what you'll see is uh, the word fear appears about 296 times uh, in the NASB Bible, okay? And in every instance, when we're talking about specifically the word fear, when it's translated in English, um, the, the, the word for fear uh, is summed up in one of the following two words. It's either yare in Hebrew or uh, phobeo 
or phobio, where we get the word phobia uh, in Greek. Okay. Um, in English, the definition of fear, this is from Merriam-Webster as of three hours ago, is it's an unpleasant and often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Okay. Now look at that. Look at that definition. So an English speaker, us, that is when we say the word fear, that's what we mean. We mean an unpleasant or strong emotion, fear. Okay. Now, if you look at the word in Hebrew, yare, right, the definition is to fear. So uh, the first part of the definition is what we feel, which is a feeling. Um, but in addition to that, it means odd to the point of, with of withdrawing. It can be either something good or something bad. For example, um, fearing the snake bite or fearing the power of the king, right? It can it can be a good a good thing. The fear of the Lord is mm -hmm. a good thing. And the word yare is used there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So fear in the Greek, right, is the word phobeo. Uh, definition means to fear, withdraw, flee from, or avoid, right? Now, if you go to the next slide, um, Notice in English, the word provokes an emotional reaction. So it's, it's important to remember with English speaking people, um, we, even our, even our language, we lead with emotion. Okay. Uh, scripture does not do that. Scripture, because it comes from Hebrew and Greek leads with action. Okay. So in the Hebrew and Greek, the word provokes a physical emotion, a physical and an emotional reaction. Hebrew and Greek are there. They're, they are, older languages and they are focused far more on action rather than emotion. So already just in looking at the word, we haven't even looked at any scripture yet. So already mm -hmm. there is a difference in how we view fear as English speaking American citizens in 2020 and how the writers of the Greek uh, 2000 years ago and the writers in Hebrew three to 4,000 years ago, how they viewed the word fear. Mm -hmm. okay? And the emotion and the, the feeling of fear. Okay. So phobeo generates that wanting to flee to physically remove yourself uh, from fleeing uh, overwhelmed. Uh, it also, it also can mean not adequate to meet the situation. Okay? It's, and that's important when we start talking about the actual verses. Yare to fear odd to the point of withdrawing either from something good or bad, depending on the context. It's often used for a respectful fear or an awe based reverence. Okay. Versus irrational fright. So especially in the Hebrew, we're not talking about an irrational fright or arachnophobia, right? We're not talking about a fear of spiders. We're talking about an awe-based reference, right? Yeah. And a reverence. Okay. So that's important. So if we go to the next slide, you'll see uh, fear the emotion versus fear the action. So it's important to remember English speakers feel fear, mm. right? When someone asks you are afraid, you usually will say, yes, I feel afraid. Mm -hmm. Ancient speakers experienced fear. Okay. And you can tell anyone who's that the difference between feeling fear and experienced fear is very, very different. Okay. Now both are very real. I'm not saying people sitting in their homes right now, afraid of coronavirus. That's a real fear, a fear. Yeah. It, it, it's a healthy fear. Um, but we feel that before we, we feel that before we live it. Okay, in the ancient world, they experienced it, and then from those experiences, they felt it, right? And so, with later generations, you know, hey, don't mess with the snake; it'll bite you. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So, but, but just remember, this means using fear and verses in English context without understanding the difference. Uh, it will take the scripture, it will take the word straight out of context, right? So let's look at some biblical examples in English. Okay, so these are verses that I pick based on arguments that I have seen online about why people should still go to church, okay, in, in the middle of this coronavirus. Okay, so here we go. Genesis 26, 24, it says, And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Okay. Uh, Joshua 1, 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. and Do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay. New Testament, 1 Timothy I'm sorry, that's actually 2 Timothy 1.7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. Now, that one has been thrown all over, at least Facebook. Um, you know, we're not supposed to live in fear. We're supposed to go to church. Um, you know, we can't be in the spirit of fear. Okay? Mm -hmm. Hebrews 13.6 says, so that, we conf so that we confidently say, uh, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What will man do to me? Okay? So all these verses have been used um, to uh, convince people that they're not going to church because they're in fear, and that's a sin. Okay, mm -hmm. the the problem is, and we're gonna we're gonna get into we're gonna get into each one of these is is a misunderstanding of context. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, English to Hebrew context. So these verses are being used with churches to explain the why they're remaining open. Um, because the Bible tells them not to fear. And, and on first read, when you look at those, okay, I I can see your argument. When you look at one verse out of context without the rest of the chapter, um, okay, I, I won't argue with that. That's, that's what it says when you cherry pick. Um, as we will see taking these scripture, you, you're taking these straight out of context. Uh, we will also see that we are, what we are actually doing is tempting God to protect us. And I'm pretty sure Jesus made it very clear to Satan in a verse, yeah. I don't know, maybe out of the Gospels. Mm -hmm. He said, you will not tempt the Lord. The Lord That's right. It is written. Right. right? And, and so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, the fact remains, you will catch coronavirus if you're exposed to it. And you may not get sick from it, but you will pass it on mm -hmm. and you will kill people. That's, that's, that's the reality, right? right. That, and, and I'm going to I'm going to show you how scripture actually backs that up when we start talking about fear in the Bible. So let's talk about Genesis 26, 24. OK, so here in English, um, it says, uh, and the Lord appeared to him that night and said, I am the I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear. OK, in English, this means have no fear because God is with you. If I if an English speaker, if I was speaking to another English speaker and I said, do not fear, God is with you. Mm -hmm. right? That means whatever you're feeling right now, you don't have to feel that way because right. God is with you. Right. Okay. That is not the intention of the Hebrew here. In Hebrew, if we look at this scripture uh, in, in a straight Hebrew to English translation, it says, And appeared unto him the Lord the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Do not be awed to the point of withdrawing, for I am with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, this type of fear is the fear of need. Now, remember how the, how Hebrew viewed the word fear, mm -hmm. right? When when this is being said, 
the the need to withdraw right the fear of the lord where you feel like you're not worthy like you don't belong like you don't mm-hmm. you're not right. worthy enough to to be around the presence of god right, right? The, the person that we're discussing here is trying to withdraw from the presence of god because he mm-hmm. doesn't feel worthy mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here in context mm-hmm. what god is saying he's saying i'm the god of abraham your father do not right. be awed to the point of withdrawing okay. i'm with you i want you here okay it's not saying to go into the world and not be afraid. Right. Right. It's saying don't withdraw from me. Right. That has nothing to do with being afraid of the world, being afraid of the coronavirus, being afraid of not going to church. Right. If you need church to not withdraw from God, we do not serve the same Thank God. God. <laughs> My God is yeah. not so small that he right. is contained within the church. I don't have to go to a church to find right. God. And what God is saying here is don't withdraw from me. So a better way to look at that in in our current situation is even though you can't go to church, even though you can't be around the things that you're used to having, Mm -hmm. don't withdraw from me. You got a Bible. You have Google. Crack it open. Look, right? Don't withdraw from me. Don't run from me. That is what God's talking about here. It's not a challenge. You don't, don't be afraid and go walk and handle snakes and, and lick people with the coronavirus and do stuff like that. No, because that's unrealistic. Right. You're, you're tempting God at that point. Okay. Right. So that's Genesis 27. That's one that I've seen uh, thrown out there a lot. This is what, that's one of those smaller ones. This one's thrown out a bunch. Uh, Joshua 1, 9. Okay. It says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be, do not fear or be dismayed. The Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Right off the bat here. This is a bad English translation. Okay. Uh, and believe it or not, um, the word fear is not used even in the King James, mm. right? This is usually your more um, like the message, uh, more uh, thought for thought, vice word for word translations. Okay. The word fear here is a very bad translation. It's not the word yare in Hebrew, like we mm-hmm. just discussed. The word fear in Hebrew is yare. Mm-hmm. The word actually used here is aras, which means mm-hmm. to cause trembling terror-stricken, terrified by intimidating force, uh, which is ruthless and tyrannical, acting in utter disregard of laws or the rights of others uh, versus God's perfect use of force, uh, which also strikes terror. You see how all these words are yeah. the word? Yeah. One of the things we forget about Hebrew is it's such a visceral language yeah. and it's such a basic language because it's an ancient language. Mm-hmm. It doesn't describe things the way English does. Yeah, more feel it out. Yeah. Yeah. In order in order for you to know what eros means, you have to live, you have to live in the moment. You have to you, have, mm-hmm. you had to have been there mm-hmm. is really to fully understand uh the full force of this. Okay. In the context, this force is not it's not a it's not a virus, it's not going to church or not. The force is the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to remember what, what was just happening with Joshua. Moses had just died, Joshua was given command, mm-hmm. right? And Joshua was afraid. Mm-hmm. Right. He he was he was he wanted to withdraw because he didn't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. What God is telling him right here is don't be terror stricken. Don't be terrified by what I'm asking you to do. OK, Joshua had every right to fear. The Philistines outnumbered him. He was going in. If you if you've dealt with any type of um, how we how we you know how combat works or how you when you have to go into the enemy's backyard and deal with yeah. them. That's exactly what Joshua had to do. He had every right to be afraid. Okay. And God is validating that here. He's not saying don't be afraid, right? Because fear is actually a very valuable tool. 
what he's saying is, is don't be ter- don't be don't be terrified to the point where you want to withdraw from your responsibility here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joshua had every right to fear, um, but not to tremble in the face of the enemy. Uh, we must fear the virus and its ability mm-hmm. to kill. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm an at-risk guy of respiratory issues. Um, I'm going to wear a face mask. I'm not going to go to service on Sunday. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Right. What we can't do is be terrorized of this to the point where it shakes our faith right. or we stop looking in scripture right. or we stop finding ways to get together. Right. You know, Lord, the Lord created these amazing people who created this thing called zoom that we're on right now. Yeah. Right. All this technology. Don't be terrorized by this. Right. It's okay to be, it's okay to have fear. Mm-hmm. So It's okay to withdraw from, from society a little bit uh, because what's being passed around can kill you or worse. It can kill others uh, because of your irresponsibility. Right. Right. Um, But we don't have to tremble. That's the lesson here. It's not about being afraid. It's about understanding that God is in control. And and if I could explain, like if there's one major theme of the old Testament, see, we get all focused on, you know, when we talk about the creation epic, we get all focused on, well, how long is a day? Was it 10,000 years? Was it a million years? Was it 24 Mm -hmm. hours? And we're missing the point of that scripture when Mm -hmm. we go down those roads. What God is trying to explain to us is I am this powerful that I can create all this from nothing. Right. We're missing the point because we're trying to apply Western concepts to it. We want dates, times, the who, what, when, where, why, when all God is trying to say is look how powerful I am. Look Mm -hmm. at what I am capable of doing. I have created everything. Right. And we're missing the point here. When we throw out verses like this, God is not saying, God is not saying, um, prove that you're not afraid by going out into the world and, and putting yourself at risk. What <laughs> right. he's saying is right. don't be terrorized by this. You serve a mighty God that is bigger than the coronavirus. But when God sends us medical professionals and science and these things that uh, help us stay healthy um, and we choose to tempt those things, well, God, Jesus said, his, said it himself. You will not tempt the Lord your God. And when you do, there are dire consequences to that. And we're seeing it all over the place right now. There's people, there's a church in Arkansas that had, they decided to have service. Yeah. And, now, and now they've got 35 people with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church in South Korea, which that cluster is what started the cluster in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? Because they held a massive church service. Mm-hmm. Well, these are the consequences of tempting the Lord. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So uh, let's head on to the next one here. Okay, so this one's probably been used the most. Okay, 2 Timothy 1.7, English. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. Again, fear, terrible translation here. That's not the word that's used here. The word is not phobios, but delia, meaning reticence now i i bet without looking up here a lot of people don't know what the word reticence actually means Mm -hmm. and it means inclined to be silent or uncommunicative in speech right a better a better translation here is timidity Mm -hmm. i've seen that one out there god did not give us a spirit of timidity Mm -hmm. but of peace love and a sound right basically god did not give us a spirit of uncommunicative speech his Mm -hmm. words should make us loud proponents right? That's what should occur. Mm-hmm. This isn't about the fear or an emotion or trying to prove yourself. This, this is about not being silenced and, and Western church, 
American church, I'm here to tell you right now, just because mm-hmm. the governor won't let you hold service, you're not being silenced. You don't, right. we don't really have a concept here in this, in, in our arena here in the United States, we don't really understand what it's like to actually be silenced. Yeah. Um, we're not being silenced. Mm-hmm. You can get on zoom, you can get on Facebook live. You can, there's so many ways that you can be loud, mm-hmm. but if you choose to be uncommunicative in your speech, you choose to be recitative because you can't be in your building and you can't have your creature conference, then that, guess what? That spirit didn't come from God. Yeah, this spirit of, we got to be in church. We can't do anything over the, over the airwaves. We can't do anything. If your God is that small, once again, we do not serve the same God. Right. We're talking about two different gods here. Right. And I'm telling you, my God's the only God. So you don't really serving a God. You're serving yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if the being if, if the building being shut down makes you reticent, it's not about God. It's about you, your money, and your building. And that spirit is not from God. So please, people, quit using 2 Timothy 1 7 to, to prove a point. You're pro- you're actually proving my point by using this scripture. You're you're allowing a spirit of recitativeness or a spirit of timidity to silence you. Mm-hmm. Right? You're you're actually fulfilling the verse. That's what I love about scripture. You, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's gonna fulfill itself. Um, and unfortunately you are proving that this, this spirit didn't come from you. So this last verse, uh, Hebrews 13, six, um, so that we confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what will man do to me. Right. This one was, has been used a couple times when uh, a couple churches have been told you will not meet. And I chose to meet anyway. They said, Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Okay, it should sound familiar. The author of Hebrews is citing David in the 23rd Psalm. Um, in context, what is the fear here? What does he mean by I will not fear? Well, you have to remember why he wrote this. He wrote this to Hebrew Christians uh, that were being persecuted um, by the Jewish church in Jerusalem at the time. Okay, so what he's actually saying is, Fear is shying away from the gospel because of what man may do to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, in, in this instance, it's Roman officials. It's Jewish officials. This was not about being afraid. This, this was not about being afraid of death for the gospel's sake, mm-hmm. not ignoring the law because it makes you uncomfortable. Right. So, so really what, what, what he's saying here is in context, this means we will not be afraid of those who violently oppose the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and once again, church being told you can't go to your building on Sunday, that is not violent opposition to the gospel. Please pick up a book, pick up a history book, look at what's going on in China, look at what's going on in Nigeria, look at what's going on in the Sudan. Uh, You will find, yeah, yeah, look at happening in the first century church. I mean, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Yeah, go go look at the history of our church in the first century under Rome, and then you will fully understand what it means to not be afraid to die for the gospel's sake. You may feel like you're dying because you're stuck in your room, but that's not what, that's not what this talk about. Okay. It means that it means that those who violently oppose the gospel may take your life away, but man can't take away your eternity. Man cannot take away what's been promised to you. Mm -hmm. But I promise you this, the coronavirus can take away your life and it can take away the lives around you. The promise here isn't a pass from death, and this is that prosperity, and I'm just going to say it, this is that prosperity crap that that keeps getting spewed out of the mouths of preachers everywhere. It's this Americanized, 
Jesus is a lottery ticket type of type <laughs> of filth uh, that's coming out of people, which is saying, you know, um, the corona, you know, the coronavirus. Uh, this is our chance to, you know, name it and claim it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna claim that it's not gonna hurt me. I'm telling you, it will hurt you and it will kill you. And and the prosperity gospel will absolutely ruin your soul. And and that's what we have here. The gospel is not that Jesus came to redeem us from our problems and the viruses and the struggles that happen in this world. Jesus came to redeem us from sin. And simply put, you have to make a decision, Christian. You have to decide: is that enough for me? Is the redemptive work of Jesus Christ enough for me? And if it is not, we don't serve the same God. Amen. You have to understand that, that if, if redemption for your soul is not enough, nothing's ever going to be enough. Mm-hmm. So please, pastors, bishops, people, stop. Please go read your Bibles. Please go get some education. Go to your mentors. Talk to them about this stuff. I'm telling you. What you're using these for, what you're using these verses to do is heresy, right? Because you don't understand the original context of your own book. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to take the time to understand the context of your own scriptures, why would anybody else do that? That's not a Christian. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So my, my message is stop going to the building. Give it a couple months. We trust yeah. me. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to your yeah. choir. The, the tithe bucket will get passed back around. I promise. <laughs> I promise it's coming back. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, hope, yeah. But not today. It's yeah. not going to happen today. Well, I hope it don't come back as we had it because, mm-hmm. it, you know, there, there was a problem. I, I hope it doesn't, you know, and that's what I've been saying is, you know, this this return from normalcy. The people that's really that's screaming about this fear uh, is they are in fear because mm-hmm. you, you, are, you are challenging people and ridiculing a situation. Look, God called me to die for him. God called me to build him to die for my neighbor. God did not call me to die for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. God did not call me to go out there and get cha- challenged coronavirus and see who's going to win. And I'll say it again. God did not call me to go out there and challenge coronavirus and see who's going to win because I want to prove a point that this is a hoax or not. Mm-hmm. God did not call me to prove hoax. God did not call me to prove conspiracy theories. God did not call me to prove if, if, if this person did, if it was a bioweapon. God did not call me to do that. God has called me. God has said the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And because I fear the Lord, I understand what he called me to do. And God did not call me to prove anything. And you reckless, irresponsible people who are ridiculing people or saying people who are dying and people, death is, is moving across this land. And you got the audacity to sit up there and say, this is almost a joke. And, you know, you know, why you, you know, you, you should be, uh, uh, people want to go do this and do this. No, my job is to understand, to give people the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'm saying it again, the Bible said it, fools this, this despise wisdom and instruction. And I'm, I got some slides that my slides are going to be totally different than Bishop Dr. John G. He gave us a great uh, lesson, a theological lesson, and what fear is. But I'm just trying to bring the common sense to whether you know what fools divide, uh, despise wise instruction. So therefore, mm-hmm. I am not called to be a fool. I'm not trying to call to be a fool for you. And you people who are calling people who are laughing about or ridiculing in any type of way, anybody gets sick by them saying, well, it's not, it, it, this, this has been around, I guess. It doesn't, does it matter. Does it matter the bullet? 
that goes to terrorists through your 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 daughter, your son. Does it matter where it came from? The the, the results is it's called in damage and destruction, and and that's what it is. And so when we look at this situation. You know, I think about what, what we wrote in our statement at EC Global, our statement to the world, and it says, you know, by faith, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an art to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir to the righteous that in keeping, that in keeping with faith. By fear, Noah moved. See, faith moves you fear paralyzed you i'm saying again but his fear but having godly fear he understood that what god was told him now let's just get about noah now we've seen the evidence of this virus in other nations it was no evidence that it was going to rain at this time he had no physical evidence he had no data i should say to point to and say well this is real or not real so the notion that people are supposed to just dismiss things and do it because we're uncomfortable we're, we don't want to get our recovery zones and then you you want to be irresponsible and reckless and have people challenging it oh this is not and, and these people not getting it, and that people not getting it. don't trust the government well it's not about trusting the government. You should verify everything. You should be verifying what your mama's saying. You should be verifying what your grandmother said. Because some of y'all still living on what grandmother said and the lies and the rumors she said mm. and she didn't know and all that kind of stuff. You should be verifying that. You should not just the government. You should verify what your preacher's saying on Sunday That's morning. Because right. some of y'all just call it what he's saying and the performance of performance of what they're saying. And you don't verify anything. But all of a sudden now, we need the verification. So I'm supposed to go out here and put myself at risk verifying if this real or not. That is that is not wisdom. That is not that is not being, and that's not a leader. That's not showing leadership. Leadership is saying, you know what? What's the wisdom out of this? What is God doing this? What? How? How am I supposed to lead and be example to the flock of the people of God and not put them at risk in a situation like this? So, no, God, God ain't. Um, oh, then what this what, what's going around here is toxic theology. Yes. So it's a, it's a theological of toxic theology trying to prove something, demand something, or. Or, you know what, let, let, let me be the voice because see, I'm really scared, I'm really in fear, but I want to mm -hmm. act like I'm not in fear. I want to act like, you know what, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I got it going on, man. I, I don't know, I ain't, I ain't scared of the corona. The government trying to scare y'all. Y'all ain't got no faith. See, see y'all running. See, see, the church ain't real. The church, the church ain't this and that. The church, the kingdom of God is within you. It's not for me to prove something real or not real. See, I don't have to prove anything to you about my walk with God because he walks with me and talks with me because see, when I didn't have God, you, the person who's saying, I need to prove something to God, didn't come and do nothing for me. You didn't get me out of the miry clay. You didn't take me out of the out of the the, uh, the bars and running around. Stuff. You didn't do that. God did that. So I don't have to prove anything to you, but this toxic, the odds you're going around and trying to, you know what, you know what, y'all, well, y'all run the, the church is running scared. Bu buildings and buildings and all this kind of stuff has nothing to do with a relationship with God. It's about God within you. And so your your toxicity that you're spewing, your toxicity, anything that's toxic in your body destroys you. Anything that's toxic in your mind destroys you. And the only thing that's going around here is a bunch of toxicity with the people who are going to do this. When you die, when you get sick and get infected, all they're going to send you is thoughts and prayers if they send you that. They're not going to send yeah. you no money. They're not going to pay your medical bill. They're not, they're not going to go visit you in the hospital. They're not going to do this. They're going to just say, oh, thoughts and prayers. And then they're going to say, so well, you, then they're going to try to lie and say, well, I meant this. I meant that. I, I, I don't really mean you should go out and put yourself in the heart way. And I was really saying this. And, you know, I, I don't really mean you should go out there and do this here. But there, you know what I was saying? You know, just trust God and have faith. You know, you, you know, go to church. But see, if you get sick in church, 
well, I didn't really mean if you go to church. I was just saying, you know, well, you shouldn't be scared of the government, the government line, and they got a conspiracy in, in China and, and uh, Africa and all these countries are, are conspiring. This is a bioweapon. You know, well, you should go out there and just have church anyway because they're trying to take you from the house. The government's trying to take the church away. The government's trying to take your guns away. Everybody. <laughs> it's just a bunch of toxicity with no yeah. then I know doubt and I approve you know all the, the every 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 TV station every news reporter everybody in conspiracy the Muslims the Jews and Christians and Buddhists and all of the line mother them those don't believe those numbers these people ain't dying then ain't dying. this stuff been right you know it's like but what are you gonna do for me if it's true uh oh nothing nothing Nothing. So, you know, I, I look at this here. Oh, sad, man. I can't even look at that guy. I'm like, you know, look, look what they're saying. You, you're destroying the virus. Like, you know, you, you're describing it just as a magic spell. And you, <clears throat> if you want to, and you're blowing, it is finished. It is over. No, you know what is finished? What is finished is that Jesus died on the cross. We celebrate Easter coming Sunday, right? See that Jesus died on the cross, on an old Roman cross many years ago. And because of what he did, he said, to my father, I commit my spirit. And he committed his spirit to the father. And when he finished that, now I have a right. What it finishes is that you know that nothing has any power over me. But mm -hmm. the notion that you, like a magistrate, that you can put, that you can blow in away just because you get on TV and you close your eyes and you shut and you demand things, you execute how can you execute judgment over something you can't control? God is in control. You don't have no control over COVID-19. Nobody and no human being has control over a virus. God is in control. So the God I serve is in control. So therefore, I serve him. So therefore, I know if this is not being controlled by man, why would I go and put myself in harm's way for something that you cannot execute? You execute judgment on you? COVID-19? Is COVID-19 a person? You're gonna kill it. You you issued a death sentence. You, this this no, it is finished, it is over. Oh, so now because you said that, you claim that I'm supposed to go outside because you said that, and so, and then you and then see this is fear. Mm -hmm. See, this is fear because see, you fear the loss of your income, you fear the loss of people getting sick and stuff like that, there and they're not is. gonna go to your church and you're not gonna be able to get your jets and your buildings like that. You can't mm -hmm. you can't you can't pay your TV stations. You are fearing, and so you want them to put at risk because you don't you want them to walk in foolishness. That's right. And you want them to walk in recklessness, mm -hmm. you want them to walk in in false hope. Not the true hope. See, false hope is worse than worse than fear because false hope have you believe in something that's is totally a lie anyway. Yeah. But it's false. That's why the Bible said there are gonna be false prophets among you. False prophets look at the screen. False yeah. prophets tell you take a peek honest thing because they want it for filthy liquor. They don't care about the sheep, they don't yeah. care about the 99. The, uh, of, of the one that's lost, they care about the 99. If you get lost out here, they don't care. If you die out here, they don't, they don't care because they are false prophets. And so therefore, how are you gonna be a, 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 a proclaimer? You you say that you, are, you love God and you love people. How are you gonna be a proclaimer of the gospel when you are nothing but a false prophet? If you willingly put people at risk, talking about you're going to just poof, this thing is gone, like mm. it's some kind of magister, that, that's a lot. Yeah, what kills what kills me about him? What yeah. you got to and and oh man, now you're making me super sad with all these morons. Yeah. So, but that's their theology. See, and that, and that's 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 that theology. prosperity mm -hmm. theology is it's so toxic because 
part of part of that prosperity theology is well the reason you got COVID-19 is because you don't trust Jesus enough Mm -hmm. you you don't love the Lord you don't fear see that it plays right into their hands of well if you get it and you die well it just means you didn't trust God enough and if you get it and you're healed it's because I healed you see it's it's all a big game of money to them but but no but see that's why I got my next slide see right see now see none of these people are, are, are all these any people? Are you going to the hospital? Yeah. COVID. Are Are you going without PPE on, without your mask on? Are you going to go and lay your hands? See the Bible. I read said when the leper came to Jesus, Jesus just healed the leper, and the Bible said he was healed. And so, but are you? Are, if, if if it's gone, are you going to the hospital in New York City? And if, if it's a lie, if it's gone, if it's a magic trick, if it's a spell, why aren't you going to laying hands on these people in the hospital? Why, why, there, there, there's plenty of hospitals. There's, go, to, go to New Orleans, go to New York, go to Seattle. There's plenty mm-hmm. of people sit there, right, uh, uh, Mr. G? Plenty. Go, go, go lay hands on them. Go, go touch them. You, you're not going to do it because you're a false prophet. You, you, you just want people to do what you see. A false prophet, these ain't nothing but cult leaders. This is cult religion. You know, just you, you need to call my personality. And so, therefore, what a cult leader always does when when their when their power or control is lost. See, I can't control you now because they're saying stay at home and you're scared right now. So I'm losing power and control over you. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get I'm gonna trick you to believe in me because look and understand they always want you to believe in them, not God. Right. Believe in. Them. See, I see a poof and the magic spell is gone. Just like the Kool Aid will not will not kill you, and mm-hmm. so they destroy you. But none of these people line up any hospital and go and lay hands on nobody i guarantee you go to their home they got all kind of sanitizer there y'all are looking at fun they got all kind of stuff but they'll have you believing in a false doctrine a a a lying doctrine because they're nothing but cult leaders they they don't care about you it's about what's happening now this is not about COVID for them their ministry is being being um being messed up they're they're losing money they're losing control they're mm-hmm. losing it's not about you they're losing so they want you to risk their life for them because ultimately they build their ministries off the fear that you have that that what they say is not true not the fear of god and so that's what dr king told us really what we're scared of and and what they're wrong you're scared of your social club and that's what this stuff is it's, it's promoting men and that's why they're saying Oh, I can deal with it. But you know what? No. Come pray for me. Call them up. You have been affected. Call them up and see if they're going to go and pray for you. Uh, you'll, be dis- you'll be disappointed. You don't see these fake leaders working in hospitals. Nope. For the same reason, you don't see psychics winning a lot. But, you know, if y'all, these psychics, these prophets who prophesied coronavirus was going to come, you, now you're saying you prophesied. See, I said some words. I knew I about some, it. I said some words floating around, some words about the wind of change coming there. Now, oh, I, I, I prophesied. No, why don't you, you know, you, they, they don't, they're liars. They're, they're not lying. They, they just, the same reason why you'll see psychics win a lottery, because you know what? You don't know. You don't know the number. You don't know. You, 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 you have no healing power because the power is all about you. Psychics, you're going to see through a glass. You, you don't know the winning line number because you That's knew right. the winning line number. You'll get the number and you'll win. So mm-hmm. we, we need to get stop talking. And some people who are floating this, they're laughing about people dying. They're, they're wondering about this. They're, they're saying this ain't happening. See, you are part of that false doctrine that to get people killed because people believe in you and, and trust you. And you're so reckless out of the will of God, making a joke and a mockery out of humanity. 
you know what? There's a prime minister I know, you might have heard of his name, named Boris Johnson. He said, I'm going to keep shaking hands. And this is a sad story. He said, I'm going to keep shaking hands. And guess where he sits right now in the UK? He's in ICU. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I got this one up here. You know, you know, it's like, oh, they said, well, you know, y'all scared of this corona, but you know, they got y'all scared. You can't go, you can't go to church now, scared, and you know, y'all, y'all scared. You know what? Well, you know what? I work at a school, and guess what? You know, when I went to school back in long many moons ago, back in the seventies, they don't age myself now. Back in the eighties, you know what? The only time you see a police officer, Bishop Bishop G, is when they come to pick somebody up. They just yeah. went after school. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? All y'all people say, you know what? Fear. Uh, you know, don't have no fear of the coronavirus. Well, you know what? If your your if your child something happened to your child at school, and they didn't have police officers and security plan in place, you'll be the first one that's going to sue them because won't they just say, you know what? We're not going to have no security at school. We love everybody. We're not going to trust everybody. Let's just let everybody walk into school. Well, look at all these schools you see around here that that school should. You don't think those schools do different plans right now security plan right now yes they do because you know what it's not about fear it's about fact the fact of the matter is any United States of America as a person who served I'm trying to make this point as a person who served in the military I have a more chance of dying in a school I ain't got nobody now Mm but quiet now yeah. I got no, I got my chance to die in a school building that I had did when I was serving in the military. Do I walk around in fear? No, I walk to those schools every, every day. I don't walk in fear, but you are doggone skipping that I want police officers there. I want security protocol. I want I want protection there so I have a chance to live. I'm not walking in fear. I'm trying That's to help right. I'm not living in fear, but the notion, and if you lie as a father or mother, you say you don't, you lie because you would be the first one suing the school because if somehow your daughter or son, because the school should have brought, we know, the graph I got on the screen, that's why I love that. We know that this happening and the notion, well, y'all know how, you mean to tell me my dog in school, we know you know, these school shootings going on across have happened in the, in the United States of America, and y'all didn't have no protection, and y'all didn't protect my daughter and my mm-hmm. son, y'all didn't provide no security. You be, you're not you're not living in fear, you're living in common sense fully because you know in America we can pray all we want, we go to church all we want to. There's school shooting happening, ain't got nobody now. There's schools, and, and now schools do different things because of the facts. I ain't got nobody around because of the fact of the matter that we got data to prove and the, and the dead bodies to prove that people are shot at school. So, is that a whole? Is Sandy Hooks a whole? Is all as uh, you uh, Columbine the hoax? Is Santa Fe and hoax? Is Virginia Tech hoax? Is that a lie? Does somebody come up with no? Different schools have different protocols now because we got data and evidence and dead bodies, unfortunately. That's right. That says that we got to have protection now. We can't think like we did back in the 80s and the 70s. These are the 2000s, and people go to schools and unfortunately they shoot kids for nothing. This is a fact. And so I'm not walking in fear by saying that I want the school as a teacher and you, you as a child. You're not walking in fear by saying you want the school to have some protection for your child. Not That's based right. on, it's not based on a hoax, it's a reality. So, you know, here's another one. I told you I wasn't ready for me tonight. <laughs> you, we, if guns, come on, fear, right? All y'all talking about fear, the coronavirus, right? What you do, and most of y'all have guns. Why? Or you? Do you have a gun 
Jesus said, those who live by the sword shall die by the sword. You know what he was saying? He didn't say it's wrong to have no sword, but he said, if you live, by living means, he said, if you operate your life by killing everything that come in, you, you're going to end up dying by it. Mm -hmm. Not that the sword of And so all these people who are saying, don't fear coronavirus, you have a gun, most likely, because statistics show if, if this, we have a ventilator problem, right, Bishop? We have mm -hmm. a ventilator problem in this country. But guess what? If the guns was ventilator, every American would have a ventilator. Do you see the numbers? We have 393 yeah. million guns and 326, this was 17. So we got like 400 million guns and a few more million American people. And guess what? If every American would have a ventilator, we would not have no ventilator if it was guns. And so when you talk about fear, these same church folks who talk about fear and what you should do, you packing your gun. So are you living in fear? That's Why aren't right. you just trusting God? Won't, won't just leave your house or open up? Oh, but no, I'm talking. Oh, but see, then I'm, I'm talking foolish. No, you're talking foolish too by saying that you should go out there. You have a, a virus, this asymptomatic. You don't know where it's at. So you're talking foolish. Too. If, if, if you come on, if I'm talking fool about leaving your door, I'm like, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, I would be. You'll be say it, don't say it. I would be tempting God. Well, that's exactly what you're telling that's people right. to do. That's the right. Of, Come on, man. Come on, are you still you, you're done. You're not gonna leave your house door open. You and you and you got your guns because the statistics show that most Americans got them. We got more guns than per capita than any any per, people in, in civilized and so guess what? You're not throwing them guns away. But if we had as many ventilators, now we had guns, it can help somebody, but your gun can help nobody, but you're not giving up your gun. Why? Or is it because you live not you living in fear? That's right. Throw, throw your guns out and just say, okay, I'm just gonna trust God. I'm yeah. just gonna believe God. Because that's what you want me to do. You want me to walk in a grocery store, you want me to go to church, but I ain't got nobody now, bitch. You want me to walk around, just trust right. God. I don't need, I don't need no I'm I'm just gonna trust God that you don't steal it. I'm just gonna trust God you don't come into my house. I'm just gonna leave my door open. Let everybody, I'm just gonna put my kids at risk. Mm -hmm. The same thing, because you're saying, God. You, 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 you're foolish. You're talking, you, you, you make no common sense. You, you look weak. You look inept. You look incompetent because it doesn't make any sense because you have data information knowing people have guns in their homes to protect themselves. That's because right. they data shows you, you just bought a home that you, you can look, I think you did it while you said, you can look at them and see the crime. Oh, mm -hmm. And people make decisions on buying a home based on the crime. And then are they walking? Are they living in fear? You mean based on See, data, Bishop? Yeah, based on that. See, you can't have it both ways. You can't you can't act like coronavirus didn't. You said it, but if coronavirus is a known make you sick and it is a possible killer, then you got to do your protection, protect yourself. No different than you protect your family from possible break-ins to protect your children, protect your wife. You know. You know, they, they, they say they say in Texas that particular woman at home, they say, you know what? If they step, they put <laughs> one foot in your house and you have them or not, you can take them out. And they say if you if you kill them in the yard, just drag them inside you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All that's right. 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 You know, on the you know, on the airline practice and fear, Bishop G, you fly all the time. I fly all the time. I do. So yeah. so hold on, if the airline practice in fear, because they now this is a post nine, I, I remember pre nine eleven. How you can almost just pretty much whip it to the airport. They'll still check for it. It ain't like it is now. That's right. So are the airlines practicing fear or am I walking in or riding an airline in fear because 
they check for weapons on the plane. Mm-hmm. So um, so you don't want that to happen either. Because we're just gonna trust God that people trust are, God. We, we wouldn't have guns and so I'm gonna na- name I'm, it and claim it, Bishop. I'm, I'm at it. I'm at fifty I'm at forty thousand feet and this person got a gun because we just trusting God. Mm-hmm. So you don't you want the airlines to stop checking people for guns on the plane? No, you don't. No. So miss because you know why? It's not because you have fear. Have you have common sense? You know, if a person have a on the airline have a weapon and a gun, that is a very, very, very dangerous situation. You're mm-hmm. on an airplane. You're not walking in fear. And so the airlines do this so people wouldn't be put at risk unnecessarily because some crackpot will bring a gun on the plane. So are we walking in fear? So this notion. That you're supposed to put your so you you wouldn't want to take that risk. You want to go through TSA. You want to take that risk. So the notion that because of a building that we call church, because the people are supposed to take unnecessary risk to prove something, and the same people who are saying you need you need to do this, you want to get on. You would sue the airlines if the airlines just let people get on the airplane without checking up for weapons. But then you go to church. It, it doesn't matter. You put yourself at risk, and people at risk. Yeah, trying to break this down to you. Stop this heresy. Stop this lie. Stop this buffoonery. This is a disease, a virus that's sweeping the nation. No matter where it comes from, no matter no, no matter how it got here, it is here. We must deal with it. You must deal with the honesty. You must deal with the credibility. You must deal with the leadership, love. You know, un- understanding that you know we're 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 gonna be all right. But the notion that it it it, it doesn't matter or you know, people should just just do do any anything because to prove something to God. That that's just that's just heresy. Yeah, that's just, that's just what it is. And all I'm asking is just just be consistent. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's all I want from you. That's all I want from my church leadership. That's all I want from from Christians. Right? Jesus has been so consistent with us. Right? I, I don't understand why. And and I love I love the I love the correlation to. I mean, I'm a gun owner, Bishop. I have mm-hmm. guns. Does that mean I don't, I don't love or trust God? No, I I have seen the nastiness of humanity, and I know that my deadbolt may not stop someone who wants to come in here and hurt my family. So my choice is to have guns. Now, do I do it responsibly? Of course I do, right? But that doesn't make me less of a Christian because I've decided to protect myself in that way, right? Just like if you choose not to have guns, I don't care. But right? to your point, but to your point about when you're dealing with fear, you, you're not shaking. You, you, no. you're not sh- you understand the world that you live in, and right. the world you live, you live in, you're pretty much irresponsible. If you didn't have a type of protection, you don't live by it. You don't. You uh, but it, it is for your self defense and the defense of your family. So you're not living in fear. Right. That, that's my point. Miss me with this. You know, I'm. I'm. Okay. So so, John G. Is supposed to protect his family. That's okay. But you don't supposed to protect your family by going out and get caught kind of wrong by, by putting Come, come, come on. on. Come on, man. Come on. You sound stupid. You're, you're dumb. That's yeah. just, they're just, I mean, I'm just sorry. They're just dumb. That, that doesn't make no sense. So you're supposed to, because, because this is a conspiracy, because this is a lie. This is a whole, you're supposed to put yourself in and take it to your kids. Mm. What, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. And, and furthermore, I, and I, I've said, I've said this on every podcast I've done this week. I've said, I'll say it here. Um, do not call, do not, don't get on my page. Don't come near me. Don't tell me you're pro-life. 
and you're about people coming to your church with the possibility of getting infected with coronavirus and killing people. You ain't pro-life. You're anti-abortion. Miss me with that crap. Don't, I don't want to hear it. I I don't want to hear it. Either be, be consistent because scripture is consistent. Your God is consistent. Either be consistent and be pro-life from cradle to grave or, or don't, or just say you're anti-abortion. That's okay too. That's how you want to be. That's fine. Right. I'm, that's, I'm fine with that, but don't tell me you're pro-life and then put your whole church at risk. Like you said, Bishop, you, you can miss me with that mess. Yeah. And, and understand that as human beings, we're elastic. You know, we, we're elastic. We can, we can be, we can stretch. We can, we can be, we can stretch and grow without breaking. You know, you try to elastic something elastic, it pulls mm-hmm. a bit, then it go back in shape. We, we can meet this moment. We can meet this moment. Church, get outside the box. Uh, the church nothing here here is the 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 thing that these these crackpots won't tell you these fear markets won't tell you nothing has changed about the church nothing he said go you therefore to uttermost parts of the earth preaching the gospel peter preached he said that the exile that are scattered abroad nothing has changed about your a building you going to a building or not did not change anything about the mission of the church. But see, that's the thing. We're not mission orientated. We are we are social club orientated. We miss our social club. We miss our entertainment center. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 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 we miss our performance. We miss that. But the mission of the church is to seek the good Samaritan, the G, who Jesus said, that's your, who is my neighbor. He said, do this, do likewise. The good Samaritan was out there amongst thieves taking care of men that had been taken by thieves and beat almost till he died. He, mm-hmm. he was doing his ministry. I said, Jesus, his greatest sermon was not preached in the synagogue. His greatest sermon was preached on the side of a mountain, walking down the road when he rebuked Peter. His his great his word his healings was out there on the countryside where he was doing the ministry. The church, the miss, the mission, nothing has stopped. The what we're upset about is our normalcy. What we're upset about is that we got to change. What we're upset about is that we don't want to understand what God is doing to the church and His building and says, "Don't limit me. Do not limit." me to a building. Do not limit me to a space. Do not limit me. I am God and nothing in this world. COVID-19 cannot change the mission of God. COVID-19 can only change and expose the deviousness of mankind. That's what is exposed. So you you people who are challenging people, if, if it's a building, as any endorsed or any authority on what God is doing, you know, it, worship together. Where two or three are gathered, Worship God. That's Praise right. God. Your worship shouldn't stop. But we don't want to think outside the box because we have faith and we're, we've idolized the building. We've That's idolized right. the social club. We've idolized and we don't want to stretch and we don't want to grow. We don't want to think outside of, outside the box. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just we don't want to move beyond the barriers of the floor. Right. Well, and we're, we're comfortable inside our four walls. Yeah. This is, you know, this is how we've done church since the 1600s. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, maybe the Lord's telling you that the way we're doing church is archaic. Maybe it's yeah. time, maybe it's time to move into a different arena. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the church has always grown most. You think it's grown most when, uh, when they, when they've got their rights and they can, they can gather and do whatever they want. The church always grows best under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Diamonds created by pressure, gold refined by fire, right? These, I didn't come up with this. These, this is this is scripture, right? This is the pressure creates an amazing body of Christ that goes out and does things. So, 
instead of instead of maybe focusing on your paycheck and how am I going to pay for the building? How am I going to, you know, I think a better question to ask is how are you going to reach the lost, the confused and the hurting in the, because there's a lot of people hurting right now, but churches, we're silent on that. We don't want to talk about that. There's a ton of people out there in pain right now, watching their loved ones die. And maybe instead of arguing why we should or shouldn't go to church, maybe we should be trying to figure out how can I serve that? How can I serve that person? How can I be there for people, you know, like God said to do? God never said focus on building the church and making this really pretty building and, and making sure you got a good choir, got to have a good speaker and, and pass that offering plate around. Make sure we do that. Those are not requirements in the gospel. The requirements of the gospel is that we love our neighbor as ourselves. You know, these very simple things. How are you loving your neighbor as yourself right now? You doing anything for them or are you just sitting there complaining because you can't hear your choir or you can't be in your church building? And that's that's sick. That that is that is an atrophied faith. Your faith is sick and it needs the Bible. It needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've got to refresh your faith. Where you're at right now is you're sick. Your faith is sick. No other, there's no other in, in, a, in, a mo in a moment of suffering only thing you got to do is criticize in a moment of suffering now we want to have these challenges that people face <clears throat> a faith in a moment of, of suffering <clears throat> excuse me we want to determine who has fear don't have fear in a moment of suffering and crisis now you want to 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 people to prove something in a moment no well it's time to speak up to that type of things when when there is not crisis but in the in the midst of crisis, in the midst of despair, in the midst of desolation, now mm. it's time to to understand that I'm not going to be confined. That's right. With, I'm not going to be confined by a building. I'm going to find a God. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to find a way to praise God anyway. I'm not going to let this situation. I'm not going to let Corona confine me. Mm -hmm. And it does not confine me because I'm going to praise God anyhow. I heard a person with cancer. I'm not going to let cancer define me. I heard a person that, that's in prison. I talked to inmates when I was a Christian. I was, I'm not going to let prison define me. It doesn't matter what I said. I'm not going to be confined. I'm, this is just a new paragraph. I'm not going to be a, a, a footnote in history, but rather a paragraph of who I'm becoming. Who I'm becoming. This is going to make that's me right. a better preacher. Better. This is not going to be confined. I'm not going to be China people who are suffering right now. This is a moment where the church is lifting people up because ain't, ain't none of us among us would want this, would want this virus. None of us would, would take place, anybody who has the virus. But the notion that I would ridicule anyway, the notion that I would uh, put this down anyway, does the, the no, it doesn't matter how it got here or what you call it, how you define it, when it comes, it is here we dealing with. It doesn't matter about the people, the Sandy Hook shooting, those 20 kids got killed that day. It happened, we can't get those kids back. So we gotta do things different. So the, the, the moment right now is to be where God has said to love your neighbor. The moment right now, is the Good Samaritan did not go down and start interrogating the person who was caught and beat up by the thieves. The Bible said he helped him. He mended his wounds, took him to the place of help, said, come back later, and said, if he needs anything, I'm going to come back and pay you again. That's what this moment in crisis is. It's the time for nourishment. It's time to build up. It's not a time to prove your theology. It's not trying to prove your intellectual ability. It's not trying to prove who's right or who's wrong. This, this right. is not This is not nothing to play with. This is not a game of hide and seek where you lost today and tag your This is not a virtual game where you can play uh, uh, what's the game for, game for and then you're going to come back to life. No, this is a killer. Like you said, this is something that's deadly. This is not 
to play with them. I don't believe in snakeholder religion. I'm not going to play with snakes just to please you. I'm not going to play with snakes just to define myself for you. I'm not going to play with snakes just to prove that uh, that, that you, that I got to walk with God no, or, or talk with God. No, I'm not messing with that. If one bites me, I'm unaware of it. I believe God's going to take care of me, but I'm not going to go pick up snakes. I'm not going to go get on top of a building to prove, try to prove that gravity don't exist. Are you are you serious? So therefore, this is a moment of uplift. This is a moment of meaning. This is a moment when people who are used to something don't have it so the the leader is supposed to come in and say god is still able so are, are we saying by not going to a church building that god is defined by that building what are we saying what message are we saying because mm-hmm. we say we claim the greater is in he he that is in you than he that is in the world well do we truly believe that yeah but no here's here's here it is this is about money power control nomination, oppression. Some of you need to be pleased right now that you that you that you that you've been advised to lead the oppression place of your church, the house of oppression. <laughs> you said the house of liberation, but you just impressed, you're brainwashed, you're indoctrinated, you're really not free. And that's the what right. the military because they say, you know, the, the problem with these pastors right now, the reason why they're shaking, because you know they don't have control of you now. That's right. And they didn't want to make it a government versus us battle. Yeah. Put you at risk. No, as I said many times, and that you this is a broken world, as you said. Mm-hmm. And right now in this world, what the secret is that people want to say is God is in control on the throne, on the throne. Mm-hmm. But in this world, coronavirus is driving decisions. Now you might not want to admit that it's no different. It's no different than Jesus denying that the Roman Empire that he the, he as a Jewish was on, was not on the Roman Empire as a as a citizen of Rome. He he was a subject of Rome. They was on the Roman domination. He was a king of kings and lord of lords. But they put him on a Roman cross. Jews did not crucify him. Romans did because he was under Roman domination. That is a, you said it. That's a fact. The mm-hmm. fact of the matter of coronavirus is here. Mm-hmm. You can't change that. That's right. Jesus was a king of kings and the Lord of lords. But you know what? He was meek. Because you know what meekness means? And say, what I'm not seeing from none of y'all is you're not meek. See, meekness is when you, you have power, but you don't use it. See, Jesus had all power, but he was meek. He wasn't weak. He was meek. He said, I could destroy you, but I'm going to let you do what you do because I got a greater mission. See, when you meek, you, 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 you lift people up even though that you have the power and the ability to sway them, to, to, to mess things up. But you sure. say, you know what? I'm going to be meek and say, you know what? It's okay if you can't come to the building. We're going to still do something anyway. Yeah. Think outside the box and let's show love. This is not the time to argue and to prove points. This is a time of desolation. This is a time of despair. This is a time of assuredness, anxiety. This is a time to, to truly be a man and woman of God and not of despair. Yep. This is, this is your, this is your opportunity church. Like you have, there's, this is an opportunity like no other to be outside of the building and speak to people who don't believe like you look like you act like you. This is your opportunity to show what being a Christian is all about. And instead of doing that, we're arguing about being in the building or not being in the building. And that's just sad. It's just sad. Well, man, 
Without the context, yeah. Uh, it, it's just we just got to make sure that we're gonna we're gonna always keep it real here because mm-hmm. you know ultimately we got to um, we're gonna answer to God. And I want I want the answer I want to give is the God that I was you know I was up there for uplift other people, and you know we we have to go through this and we got to deal with this, and so we need to be a voice of reason and since that people can come to and say you know what there is hope. Coronavirus can't touch hope. Mm-hmm. Surely can't touch God, and it surely is. That's who the God, the God we serve. The God mm-hmm. that said He'll never leave us, forsake us. Do we believe the scriptures or not? That's right. That's, that's what we we're going to find out. So God bless you, and we thank you, and man, we just want to keep keep it real, and we'll be back next week. Oh, some of what some things we got going. Talk about the uh, the book. Where we we oh. with the book? Yeah, yeah. We're so we're we're in the editing process now, and. Uh, the book will be out uh, almost as promised, uh, looking at uh, late spring, early summer release. Uh, we want to make sure we do it right. We do it. We do it the right way. Um, and, you know, we don't we don't we don't take money from people. So we you know, everything we do, we self-support, um, which which is fine, because that's how we that's how we do things. Um, and I think it's how it should be by vocational pastors. You know, you, sh- you should be making your own money. You shouldn't have to uh, make all your money off your flock. And so that's what we do here. Um, yeah, so the book's coming out. Uh, we're really excited about the book. Uh, we think it's going to be a blessing um, to people out there. It's a really good way to look at, you know, how to, who two guys who come from very, very different backgrounds, um, you know, through the uh, through the lens of, of Christ and, and knowing Christ and, and loving Christ uh, have come to um, respect one another, love one another. And even though we don't agree on everything, um, we, we do acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and, and, and that's what makes us brothers. Um, you know, we agree on a lot or we probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't have a good, the show the way it is, but you know, some things and that's okay. And I think, I think what the book is going to do is it's going to say, it's going to tell, it's going to show people that, you know, America has lost the art of debate. We just want to argue now. That's all we want to do. We don't, we don't, we don't speak. Yeah. We don't, we don't debate to hear people. We, we debate to be heard. Yeah. Our, our desire to have our needs met and what we want to say heard is now far more important than, than hearing and understanding. Um, and so that, you know, so we, you know, the book, I think the book's going to be a blessing and, and we're really excited about it. Um, we got kingdom builders podcast where you can get uh, some sermons, both from me and Bishop Aaron. Um, we're, we're working on putting up a whole sermon series that he did a uh, couple couple things that I've done. And then we have the Bishop Brothers podcast where, um, you know, if, if you can't hit Facebook Live or you miss it here or you're in your car and you can't, you know, can't YouTube in the car, uh, what we have this, we have the podcast here. Uh, and also we have uh, the new, another new one that we're doing called Pulpit Perpetrators where, uh, and some of the faces you saw on some of the, <laughs> some of the screens there, I guarantee the next one coming out tomorrow, his face was absolutely on that screen. So, um, looking forward to the hate mail um, about, you know, because uh, pe- people get really sensitive when you make fun of their prosperity theology preacher. Um, but, you know, I'll just say it. Their theology is trash. And um, if, if you're going to spew that nonsense, then you're going to get called out. Um, yeah. So Pulpit Perpetrators is out. Um, it's out on Apple Podcast. Um, it's, it's doing pretty good, actually. Um, so we'll see. It's it's a it's just something we're trying. We want to give you guys different avenues to get a little little bit of this truth in your life. Because um, we believe we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ will set you free uh, in so many different ways. And uh, we just want to be a blessing to you guys. 
Hey Amen. We and we try and do something like you see the screen tonight. We put the thing, the PowerPoint, the present on the screen so you can read them and you can be more involved and actually see the quotes. Particularly when we're using scripture, it's good to show you and different half. But we're trying to do raise our raise our game up and make sure better and better and we'll get better and better. And we're going to get to the point where we can simulcast not only be on mm -hmm. Facebook but be on YouTube and Twitter, Twitch, maybe another other platforms at least we can be up on up mm -hmm. to five platforms at the same time so so because a lot of people use a lot of different platforms so we want to make sure we have the audience and don't forget about our youtube channel where all our um, videos bishop brother shows on youtube channel you can download yeah. those and see those shows on demand so we try to be live on demand but we're just growing and we just thank god for the place and the space that god has for us and mm -hmm. To be able to, to for you to take the time out to listen to us, to speak the truth to power and speak the truth and love and grace. And most of all, be about the people because that's what this is all about, the people. And God mm -hmm. has called us two people from different backgrounds, but with a familiar background as far as mm -hmm. our life experiences to bring to bring together two people that, you know, unlikely shouldn't be, but God fought fit, fit to be. And that's why I'm so excited about the book because it's going to really tell the story how God brought us together. Um, looking past all the things that man say we shouldn't be, but we are who God is. So Bishop Brothers is only growing and getting bigger and stronger. And because of you, and we thank you for sharing it. And please tell people about the Facebook page, our Tuesday shows, and we'll be here through the duration because as you can see, COVID-19 not going to stop us having Bishop Brothers. We, That's we're right. a thousand, thousand miles apart, but we're together on this screen and here for you and we love you and God bless you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Bishop Brothers. Make sure to visit our page, Bishop Brothers, where you can like and follow so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, please tell a friend about the show. The brothers salute you. Until we meet again, Godspeed.